1967. It was tough getting through Wuthering Heights. In fact, Jonathan admits he did not get through it at all, the reason for the F on the test. Who cares about a dumb love story in Old England set on the heath? What the hell is the heath, anyway? The other guys in the class feel the same. He likes and respects his English teacher, Sister Teresa. In fact, he respects her a lot. There is something about the way she and Sister Marie Joseph, his social studies teacher, approach their classes. They treat and respect their students as young adults, not talking down to them like other teachers. With the respect the nuns give their students, though, come expectations. To be respected means to be expected of. The root of both verbs he learned in Sister Vivian's Latin one class comes from the Latin verb spectare, to look. By his senior year, Jonathan is sensing he is being schooled at a level that will be part of and serve him the rest of his life. The irony is that seeds of disconnection from the one true faith are likewise being sown right here in this very Catholic school run by Dominicans, who are sharpening his skill to do that which religious institutions hate their members doing, think independently and critically. So while this protest seems cool and makes him one of the guys, not reading Wuthering Heights also stirs within him discomfort, because he realizes he is not returning the respect his teacher has shown him. The F has stunned him, and while he laughs outwardly with his cohorts, inside he knows better. Thus, when Kathy Milne, their class's most brilliant and creative student, stands in front of the class and details the essence of the story, plot, conflict, setting, and characters, Jonathan knows he is hooked. He has fallen in love with literature in general, and Heathcliff in particular, so much so he reads the book on his own. A few weeks later, he tells Sister Teresa what he has done. He expects nothing from her in terms of credit, but with her acknowledging smile, he knows she has forgiven him, or at least has reconstituted her respect for him. It is then that Sister Teresa declares the next reading assignment to be a personal choice, with some restrictions, of course. From the rack and the case she is wheeled into the room and open wide, a plethora of classics abound. As much as he loves Heathcliff, he does not see himself falling in love with another English novel. None seem appealing or stir within him a passion to dive in. A number of his friends choose crime and punishment, but he chooses Moby Dick. When he carries Moby Dick to Sister Teresa, her nod and smile seem to tell him that she is confident he will actually read the book because he will see its relevance to his own life. Her affirmation confirms his choice. As Captain Kirk proclaims at the beginning of his favorite TV program, Star Trek, Jonathan feels he is about to explore strange new worlds, to boldly go where no man has gone before. While countless others have delved into the great mysteries of the great works, this will be a first for Jonathan. More than stepping his toe in to test the waters, he is doing a full swan dive and will swim to the depths of the Idea Ocean. The opening line, Call me Ishmael, instantly grabs him. After school, he takes time to visit with Sister Anthony, his ninth-grade religion teacher, to get the full story of Ishmael the rejected son of Abraham. She, of course, gives the story a definite slant, God's, but he is, nevertheless, intrigued. 
Jonathan pours through Melville's masterpiece and realizes just how much he wants to know things. That, he decides, is why we are here. To learn. Life is school. It never ends. Doesn't close at 3 p.m. or take a summer or Christmas break. He wants to know everything that can be known, even what cannot be known yet.